You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The BRICS Report. India. And joining us on the line now, Anjana Pashrika. Anjana, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Very, very well indeed. Thanks uh, for coming through. Well, I believe India has banned the use of red lights on VIP vehicles. Is that a welcome measure? Well, you know, uh, first, let me give you some background. I don't know how it happens in South Africa, but over the last two decades or so, in India, an ever-growing list of officials and politicians, be it parliamentarians, senior bureaucrats, judges, village functionaries, started going around in vehicles with flashing red lights and blaring sirens. Sounds familiar. one of the most coveted symbols. Sounds familiar, yeah. Sorry sorry to interrupt. Because here, it's actually blue lights, but it's exactly the same situation, Anjana. Absolutely. So, you know, well, I guess the same happens there. Policemen would hold up traffic, even ambulances for them as they whizzed past. It really infuriated ordinary citizens. It was such a throwback to colonial times. But starting May 1st, the government has banned red lights countrywide. The prime minister said they were out of touch with the spirit of a new India. Of course, the end of this most glaring symbol has been widely welcomed. But now people are questioning, when will the other VIP privileges that, you know, set these people so apart from all of us, be targeted. I don't know again about South Africa, but in India, they jump airport queues, security checks. Some have even made commercial flights wait for them. They get priority everywhere, whether it is train tickets, schools, hospitals, admissions, virtually anywhere. Unfortunately, I don't think those VIP privileges are going to end anytime in a hurry. So a start, yes? but certainly not the end of the road. Oh, it sounds very familiar indeed. All right, well, we'll see. I mean, so many people have complained about exactly the same privileges uh, that the VIPs have here in South Africa. But let's talk about the response to the Supreme Court judgment upholding the death penalty for four men in the 2012 uh, gang rape. Uh, That one that was reported all over the world of a 23-year-old student that shocked the world. Absolutely. You know... um Applause broke out in the Supreme Court when judges read the sentence confirming the death penalty for the four men in the horrific gang rape, something that never happens in a solemn court. And just to recollect, of course, I mean, I'm sure everybody remembers, but this uh, 23-year-old was gang raped on a moving bus that she had taken with her boyfriend after watching a movie on a cold winter night in December. She was violated with iron rods, suffered severe injuries and died two weeks later. The judgment brought some closure to a nation that had literally come out on the streets in the weeks and months after that horrific incident, demanding justice for her and calling for severe punishment for the rapists. Women activists hope the tough sentence will act as a deterrent to others. Her parents called the judgment a victory not just for them but for the country. They said it was not just a fight but every woman's fight. And that's true. This was the case that cracked open the unspoken issue of sexual violence against women in India. And, you know, while I have to say reported incidents of rape have not gone down, there is much more public debate on the issue. In fact, the higher number of cases is attributed to the fact that women are now coming out to report incidents that went unreported earlier. Listen, Anjana, I really, really appreciate you reporting for us. Anjana Pashrika uh, with the BRICS report coming through from India this morning.